0: date to your potential. Inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, Betrayal Trauma Recovery Expert, and Sharon Collier, Certified Life and Relationship Coach.
1: Okay, this is episode 49, number 50 is next week. Woohoo! Sharon's out of town. She's in Florida. Go figure, having fun. So I have my friend, Jason, sitting in front of me, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about him in just a second, but Jason, say hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I'm telling him he's got to speak up a little bit. Eh, That's okay. So Jason and I met uh, a couple of years ago, and he's a friend of a friend. And um, the first time that I met him, and this is why I wanted to explore this with him, was he said something to me that really struck me, and that was that in his journey of healing, his therapist helped him to redefine what the, the purpose of pain. Is That is that how you said it?
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to hear that story. We all have had pain. So many of our listeners are struggling with pain in one way or another from past hurts or present things that are going on. And so just... So Jason's been married before, just one time. He has adult kids. He's had a a history of some a, a lot of stuff from his childhood and from his marriage, and so and he's now um, moving on. He has another another relationship that looks like it's going to be incredible and seems very incredible right now. Oh yeah, I, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just a little bit about him. But tell me tell me about that.
0: Yeah. So, um, I was right, right at the beginnings of the divorce that I was getting ready to undergo. It took about 17, 18 months to get through. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, it, I think what instigated, the, this whole journey for myself was the, um, fact that I was, uh, my ex-wife told me that I was a covert narcissist. And mm. I, didn't, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know mm-hmm. what that meant because I just, you know, I got a career, I do my thing, and I, you know, um, had a family, and and I, I had no idea. And uh, so, from there, I, I I looked it up. I just went online and just started. Well, what does this even mean? And what is that? And and I, th- I think it was hard for me when I, when I heard that was. Um, I think when you're connected after twenty plus years of being married, you you kind of take what your spouse says to you as true, true and important. Mm. And mm-hmm. and uh, so I uh, I went out and I looked it up and I went, oh my gosh, you know, uh, it's kind of general and uh, and but yet it's got some real ugly in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I thought to myself, I thought, oh my gosh, is that me? And I started to really Question myself uh, mm-hmm. big time. And so I was really disturbed by this. And so I went and said, I, if I'm going to, if this is me, I don't want to be that. And I'm going to go fix it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to go fix it. I'm going to go change. So I engaged um, some psychiatrist guy. You know, I called up, just looked randomly, looked up and found some guy that does these personality disorder tests. And, um, so I went in and, and took uh, about six hours worth of testing on my own, paid for it on my own. My ex-wife didn't even know. I just went and did it because I don't want to be that person if that's what that is.
1: Was this like, a testing a lot of different possible, like personality disorder yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah. All yeah. sorts of stuff. Just the, those whole. are not inexpensive.
0: No, they were expensive. Um, and so, uh, I got the results back, uh, Several weeks later, and I, I consider myself somebody that, you know, if I can't understand something, I'll go figure it out and learn it and you know interpret it. But this report came back, and I I, I couldn't even understand pieces of sentences. It was just so deep and complex into terminology. I was very unfamiliar. Very
1: unfamiliar with yeah. So
0: I, I had a dictionary and I had uh, uh, my document. I'm looking these things up, and it just was difficult. So, I said, "All right, well, that didn't do me any good because uh, I can't understand what it means." So now I got to go to somebody that is going to interpret it, interpret it, and counsel me and and tell me, "Am I this covert narcissist? Uh, you know, am I this thing?" And uh, so I went around, and as I do, I I I interviewed psychologists. I wanted somebody the Ph.D. Um, I didn't want somebody who had their master's in social work. I I wanted somebody. This was that was
1: real. That really was studied for. Yeah, Yeah. involved in this kind of absolutely. Yeah,
0: dealt with personality disorders. I I I wanted to find somebody, so I went through about three or four interviews, and I had specific goals of what I was looking for, and one of them was to find out if I'm this covert narcissist and find out what I'm going to do about it and what my path is to get out of it. Um, And so uh, so I ran into um, Dr. Williams. And uh, found him and said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. So I sat down with him, and I handed him my paper, and you know, along with my other goals that I wanted uh, to achieve around happiness and you know being happy Just and content going with Going after
1: it. I love it. Just going after it. Yes,
0: yes. So I uh, gave him this paper and started in on the session with him. And I, I went about twice a week. And I made it very clear to him that I wanted to come out with every session, some sort of to-do, some sort of action, things that I was going to practice and work on. Because I wanted tools and I was committed to fixing something if it was there. Mm -hmm. And I I had no idea the journey I was about to go on. Um, So (laughs) I love this about you, by
1: the way, Jason. I love that you go after you go after these things and you're like, give me some tools. Let's make this work. Let's fix
0: this. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. If people are experiencing me as a covert narcissist, that's not a good thing. Mm -mm. And, uh, so therefore, um, uh, and did he, well, I shouldn't interrupt you, but he
1: did tell you that you're not a covert narcissist, right?
0: I'll get to the, I'll get to that (laughs) in a minute. I'll let you know what happened there. Um, so I started down this road, um, in meeting with him twice a week. And, and this is right during the beginnings of my uh, divorce process. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard for me, except after 20 plus years of marriage that I'm really getting divorced. This is not fun. Mm -hmm. And my, you know, thankfully my kids were older. um, So I was glad about that. So I started down this road and we have these sessions and during the sessions I would well up and start crying. I'd just be full of emotion and full of tears and Aww. just full of heartache, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking about all this loss
1: Yeah. and I'm
0: thinking about, um, how I'm feeling and all of these things. Um, and I, and I actually started traversing back into my life, um, on my own with him and even outside of my sessions with him, just of the heartache and pain that I had grown up with, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, so, um, one day I was, I was sitting there and I was feeling this yuck in the center it's right where about where my sternum is. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was, I finally started paying attention that there's an ugly feeling there. I just never really recognized it my whole life. I just, I, I didn't know. And so this pain and I call it the pain. And he, he told me that's what it's the emotional pain that's there. And anytime there's a trigger or something that happens or uh, um, that pain becomes um, something everybody reacts differently to. Like for me, I would I would withdraw. I would start saying "I am not good enough. That pain was forcing me to have these thoughts about myself hmm. um, because of a lot of that ugly pain painful things, you know, mm-hmm. those emotional scars and stuff. So uh, I'm sitting there with him, and he he told me, he said, Jason, I want you to just learn how to sit in it. He says, I don't want you to do anything when you're feeling the pain. I don't want you to judge it. I don't want you to do anything but just sit in it and observe it. So I did. You know, I'm committed to change here. <laughs> 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 this sucks. Yeah. You know, it's not very fun.
1: No, it is not.
0: So I kind of and he kept reminding me how to look at this and not be judgmental of it. So I kind of pictured it as this black, hairy, ugly looking ball that I just looked at. Hmm. That every time I felt that feeling in my chest there, that ache.
1: So you visualized it.
0: I did. Yeah. And I just looked at it and I just observed it and just watched it while tears are just pouring down and I would sit in it and then all of a sudden I'd come out of it and then I'd go right back into it again and I'd come out of it again and just that the intensity yeah. of that pain would come in and it would go out and it come in. Even and
1: as it'd... you're talking about this, I'm like trying to breathe deeply <laughs> so, because I can feel that this is <laughs> this is intense.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. So I would go home and that was my homework assignment was whenever I felt that pain, that loss or whatever it was, to just sit in it. Um, and then I journaled what I, and I was journaling. Um, I learned that it's not, it was not about writing a timeline of history. This was a place for me to just be honest with myself at that moment. Here's how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. I don't know why, or this really is, you know, makes me mad. This is really angry. Um, all of those things. And I would journal, but I would cry. And I would just sit in it and I'd just make it last. So I go back to him and I, I you know, go on several times a week, go back to him. And uh, he said, uh, he told me about after four or five times with him going through this, um, he said, this is what I want you to do next is, or I want you to be aware of that pain is going to transition into being your best friend. I'm like,
1: what? wow
0: what do you mean? That thing, that, that that feeling's not good. I don't like it, Mm. you know? Um, and so he said, just be patient with it. You'll see what I'm talking about. And so I trusted him and I kept doing this and kept doing this and, and, uh, writing in my journal. And eventually I started to feel a change happen to me. I started realizing that this pain is not that bad, Hmm. you know? And I'm going, ah, I started to learn a lot about why maybe I was doing certain things or the way I was reacting to things, um, why I was maybe self-isolating inside of myself, you know?
1: You mean because of the pain. pain? It's
0: my way of coping with Your it. Your way of coping with it. Yeah. The yeah. Way I would react to it. And, and I, I see so clearly now when I see people that are in pain, they will all react their own way. And, he, and so he gave me this example, and I'm going to slaughter this word. So um, uh, I'll just call it out now, but uh, I think it's an agoraphobic or something. Um, he, he told me this once. He said, uh, Jason, you know what an agoraphobic is? And, and uh, I hope I'm saying that word right.
1: Agoraphobic, agor- agoraphobia. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So he, I, I said, no, I don't, I don't know what that is. And he says, it's a person that has extreme anxiety around people. Really extreme anxiety, he says. Uh, he told me he said when you when when you work with an with a person like that with that kind of condition, their natural reaction is is I'm going to avoid going to Walmart to grocery shop, and so what they do is they gravitate towards um, online shopping so they can get their groceries delivered to their house. Mm-hmm. So their so their way of dealing with that pain and anxiety is to avoid it. So if I'd avoid it and I don't feel it. I'm okay. Right. I feel better. Yeah. But that's not a normal way of handling that. And so he says, you you start them out with, you know, let's just spend 10 minutes or five minutes inside of a convenience store. And you just kind of work with them that way until they can get. So
1: he moves them into the pain.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And, and learn how to cope with it. What you're feeling. Kind of
1: counterintuitive, right?
0: Yes. And and you start turning your your thoughts and your uh, to your feelings, and uh, what's going on there, and he said that's, you know, he says that's uh, that's the journey you're on, and uh, and so um, so it, it, it End of the story here is that I had learned that this pain. I spent so much time with it and learning it, and observing it, not judging it, that I became It did become my best friend, in fact, there's times when I wasn't feeling it going, I miss it. Where is it really? yeah, it was a it the most bizarre thing, but the beautiful thing about it is is that I didn't realize, but a month or so later, I don't have these yucky feelings towards my parents or I don't have these yucky feelings towards this or towards that those things I don't even think about it anymore. they were but, disappearing, yes. It was the craziest thing. Super
1: interesting, yeah.
0: And and it's like I can talk about those things, and it's okay, and I doesn't it doesn't surface those feelings anymore. And so to this day, you know, when I feel that pain, or feel that feeling inside my chest, I get I learn to stop and just observe it and watch it, and and ah my friend's back again. He's the greatest teacher in the world. Is that pain. Wow. So it was, it was just, it was awesome. And I, and it helped me achieve my goal of finding myself and being happy with me because of that.
1: So it transitioned to more of an open, expansive feeling more. I mean, that's what I call it. Like happy, joy, calm. Those are more expansive.
0: Yes. I, I felt all those feelings and I felt them consistently and I didn't feel the anger and that hurt from the past.
1: Wow. So this is the anger and the hurt. So you, when you felt the pain, you weren't even dealing with the anger. You were just dealing with the pain. But once you process through all of that pain, the anger was gone too.
0: Absolutely. And it was the weirdest thing in the world to go through that. I've never experienced, I've been through a lot of counselors and different things trying to, and I'm always working on symptoms and these kind of, I never got down to the heart of this thing about pain. So I've, I, I learned from that is there's a struggle you have to go through internally with yourself. There is a, um, there's a, I don't know how to say it. There's the, there's the struggle, there's the understanding the pain. But more importantly, I think what I learned was that's what forgiveness was. Forgiveness was forgiving the hurt. And I had, to for, I had to feel that. And I've always been confused a little bit about the, um, the process of forgiveness and how that, because you always remember mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. But I think to truly heal in forgiveness is to feel that pain and, and learn to be in it and learn to address it and learn to sit in it, not do anything with it, but be honest with yourself about it. Yeah. And then nobody else has to know. Right. It's just me, my little journal that I wrote in. And uh, my time in my room, or wherever I was at in my car, and just having those moments time and time and time again. And so, because of all that, not only did I gain the greatest tool in the world of knowing how to how to actually deal with them when I have pain that has happened since then, how to work through that. But I think for me, um, I am liberated. I am I am free from carrying free. that. Yeah, that, um, burden. That burden, but that hurt and that constant stir that you run uh, kind of like on a hamster wheel time and time again. Like Those uh,
1: stories that keep the emotions, that keep the whole thing churning.
0: Absolutely. And so I, I'm off the hamster wheel. I'm now free to go about the cabin and, and uh, you know... <laughs>
1: And not have that burden, not have that yeah. weight around you. I, not-
0: had, I had no idea. I wish I could have solved this a long time ago and fixed this a long time ago had I learned that. I, I just, it, I'm glad it happened when it did. But I, I truly, truly wish I would have learned that skill and understood that from. Years and years ago, I, I had no idea.
1: Yeah, you know, we aren't taught these things. We are so taught to run away. And like you said, there's different ways that people handle pain. And when you and I were talking about doing this interview, you had said um, to me that you didn't even recognize that you had pain.
0: Oh my gosh, I didn't even know what, I just, I didn't even, I wasn't, a, I knew it was, I didn't even know it was there it was just my I reacted to it and I didn't even know what it was
1: yeah This is a part of building emotional intelligence for our listeners to understand this. And I wanna make another little comment here too. I just think this is so fascinating, your journey, and I'm I'm so grateful that you're here sharing this because I think this is is the nuts and bolts of healing our hearts. And you have done it, and you continue to do it, and you've gained this incredible skill. One of the things that anger hides when we are angry, because there can be a lot of anger when there's past hurt, is it hides the pain. It's sometimes, I know for me, it was easier to go to anger than it was to feel the pain. Yeah. And there was a period in my journey where I had to really recognize I had to let go of my anger so I could feel the pain.
0: Yeah, to me, anger is the outcome from the pain. Right. And we all have different emotions or different things that come from the source, which is that pain. Right. And, uh, and, and I, I, I can't, it's like parenting. I, I could not tell you that works well for that person. And that method works well for that one. You just have to, but pain is the constant factor. Now I will tell you this going back in life. I wish I would have understood this a long time ago. And the reason being not only to help heal myself, I would have been a different parent. Hmm. I would have taught my children about this. So when they're feeling hurt. Yeah. That I would teach them about that better so that they could heal themselves and have the tools to, to work through that and have a healthier life. Right. You know?
1: So how is that? Well, first of all, I want to hear about the covert narcissism. Oh yeah. I didn't get to that punchline.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when I asked him, uh, I think it was a couple of months in and going and twice a week or something. I finally asked him, I said, so Dr. Williams, am I a covert narcissist? And he goes, Jason, you wouldn't be here if you were a covert narcissist. That
1: is correct.
0: And, uh, he said, uh, it was, I get emotional about it. It was a beautiful day. It was a great to moment. To free
1: yourself yeah. from that possibility.
0: Yeah. Cause I couldn't interpret that document. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was validation for me yeah you know that i was not what she thought i was and she just didn't come up with that I remember reading something on the internet or whatever it was but uh,
1: transferring her own stuff onto you
0: well maybe a little of that yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so
1: knowing a little uh, knowing a little bit about your story uh, yeah yeah but yeah. the good
0: thing is is that had that not happened i can be grateful that that she did that
1: and Absolutely. I'm great because
0: that sent me down a journey to free myself.
1: And little did you know.
0: Had no idea. That that
1: was going to happen. None. Wow. So how has this change in you? How's it helping you as you move forward in your new relationship? Or even in your relationships that are like you're with your kids and stuff? Yeah.
0: Very much more self-aware. Um, you know, there's times when, uh, you know, in my current relationship where, uh, I'll have those feelings, but man, I know what to do with them now. Mm -hmm. And I, and I know how to not react the way that I want to react. You know, I can sit in that and I can process it better. I'm, you know, I, I have words of intent. Last year's words of intent was, uh, was ponder. And I forced myself to just sit and ponder about things before I reacted to them. And so, as I felt those pains in my current relationship, um, uh, you know, and 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 they're not pains that uh, I want to be careful here. It's not pains that uh, she's doing digs on me or doing any of those things. It's just there's triggers that I still work through.
1: Yeah, because you're in a relationship, and it's going to bring up old stuff for you and for her.
0: Absolutely. But I know what to do with them now.
1: Yeah. You have tools.
0: Yeah. And it's the greatest thing in the world. And I think that most of the time we just lack the tools. And so I think that's what it's helped me with. Um, but I sit and ponder about things. Uh, this year's word is, is about calm, meaning having enough facts and data before I make judgment. Um, you know, changing my perspective about things before I, I do anything. And so it's uh, that's what calm means to me. is just, uh, and it helps. I think people around me, but it helps me mostly. Um I think be a little bit wiser. I think the older I get, the wiser I'm getting. But
1: that's a good thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> we wanna we wanna get something out of this. <laughs> Moving further along on the planet. We yeah. wanna get wiser. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you I, I know that um you do something specifically in your relationship with in your new relationship now. Yeah. When when things get kind of triggered and, and, and you need support from her you were telling me about this. Yeah,
0: yeah. This Tell, is,
1: share this with us because I think this is a great tool as well.
0: Yeah, so this is what I call uh, friend mode. Mm-hmm. And so um, in order to be open and honest in a relationship, it's important to me that the other person is in a mode that it isn't about them. So when I say that, life... And, um, my relationship with my savior, the covenants that I make in the temple, those are all individual things. It's it's me and the Lord making promises. Right. Yeah. So the way I view a relationship is, is that I need somebody that is going to help me gain my salvation. It's not going to do it for me, but it's going to be there as a partner with me to help me gain my salvation. And I'm going to help them. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, I can't take things personally because they're on their journey or I'm on my journey. Right. So this is where friend mode comes in. It's just like a friend. They're not going to take it personally. They're going to be there to support me, give me counsel, help me through things. So it's kind of like they switch gears. Yes.
1: It's like we're sitting now as friends and I'm going to be supportive of you and recognize that you're going through your thing right now, and that's okay. Yep, I don't have to take any of it personally. No.
0: And it, and it's not about you. It's, right. you know, it's not about any of that stuff. It's really about me trying to process things through. But I need a partner that I can do that with and that I can work through those things without them getting all dramatic about it, without them getting worked up saying, oh, well, you don't love me anymore, blah, blah, blah. No, no, it's nothing to do with that. The reason friend mode is so important to me is because if you can't have those open kind of conversations and be honest with somebody right then you clam up and you end up starting to live more of a lie yeah and there's too much
1: deception going on, self deception that goes yeah. on yeah and too. then you start playing
0: a little game I'm going to you know and it's just it's not it's not I I I'm it's exhausting and yeah. so so it's real important that when I'm struggling, even with, I'm struggling with her, you know, in something maybe she said that it's, it's, um, I know her very well. She's in the most pure intentions that you could ever think of. So I always think that first. Um, but there's sometimes things, there's things that she says that, um, because she might be in a bad mood or, uh,
1: she might be triggered. She might be triggered
0: with something that I maybe even said, whatever it might be. Um, I have to be able to Say, you know, hey, this is friend mode or this is the time when we just need to I just need to talk and be okay with that and feel safe about that, not cause myself to resort back in and I'll figure it out myself and do it on my own. You know, because I just don't think that works very well.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. And the other
0: person's wondering, okay, what's going on? What did I do? You know, let's right. let's cut through that. That's
1: super honest, vulnerable place where you guys hold space for one another.
0: Yeah. So we have to have check-ins, and you know, have to talk about that. Yeah. And uh, and we do plenty of that. So uh, you know, I just think it's 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 good. Yeah,
1: uh, it's, it is good, and it creates more intimacy, into emotional intimacy, more yeah. real, honest connection.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm so grateful for her because she's uh, she's mature enough to think that way too, and that's a big deal for me.
1: It's well, it's a you know. big deal for any successful relationship, but yeah, it, it's, this is, these are the core pieces of a successful relationship, being able to handle this kind of stuff and having the tools and having the wisdom and the perspective, yeah. which you do, and she does too.
0: Yeah, I hope so. We're, we're, we're yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's working so far yeah. and, um, it seems to be right And I'm sure there are some other things too that will come up that'll work through, but I think the foundational pieces for me, um, but, but again, you know, it's finding that right person that is open to that and, uh, having that type of conversation and, and in that type of attitude about things
1: and is mature enough Yeah, and isn't carrying all of her baggage forward with you. Right. Yeah. She's done her own way of working through her own past so that yeah, and
0: we both still work through some of those things. You know, I'm not I, I'm not saying I'm in the free and clear here, even with some of those other things. But I don't
1: know that anybody ever is. Are they? I,
0: I don't know. I haven't been there. <laughs> I haven't been there either. <laughs> but
1: but I think life is a journey, and things yeah. are going to always come up.
0: Yeah. I all I can say is that I'm happy. I uh, feel at peace, and I feel happy with me, that's and awesome. where I'm at, and and that's all that really matters. You know. And as long as I stay to that and not let myself fall back in and forget, um, right, you know, but I'll, I'll pull myself out. I know how to do that. Yeah. Which is You've good. You've
1: done that, which is great. Yeah. Well, Jason, I think you are one of the smartest, um, most connected people that I know. And I am so grateful that we're friends. And I really, really appreciate you sharing this today because I think this is this your story you're sharing your story about your pain and how it helped you said to me heal your heart absolutely that I think it's it's such an important insight into into anybody who wants to heal their own pain and heal their heart um so thank you so much for sharing today do you have any last comments or thoughts you want to say
0: oh man put me on the spot (laughs) Uh, no, I think I shared, you know, most of my thoughts, <coughs> uh, my journey, my uh, things, you know, there's a lot packed behind a lot of this stuff that, you know, sure. but, uh, you know, I, I just go on your own discovery, do your own self-awareness and really just try that to...
1: insight into your own emotions is really, really important.
0: Yeah. Just be willing to be vulnerable about it. Be honest with yourself about it.
1: Super honest. You know, yeah. get into a
0: counselor. If you need to get into somebody.
1: Get a uh, professional. Yeah. Get inter- some interview them,
0: you know, yeah. talk to them and uh, find out, make sure you're clear what you're wanting to get out of it. Um, and what you're wanting to change. Don't go in thinking they're going to change you. You, you got to change yourself. So you got to be willing to go in and, and uh, with a clear goal of what you want. If Great. If you don't, then, then 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 don't don't waste your time. And money. Yeah. So
1: okay. Thanks, Jason.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank
1: you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today, and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at date to yourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.